With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. The historic Gadsby's Tavern is located on North Royal Street in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia, and has been in operation for over two centuries. Built by Maryland native John Wise, the tavern is constructed out of two conjoined red brick buildings, the first of which was done in the traditional two-story Georgian colonial style in 1785. And then in 1792, Wise built the second structure, a three-story addition, which became known as City Tavern and Hotel. It was in 1794, as the post-revolutionary war economy began to boom, that the tavern's namesake, John Gadsby, leased the property from Wise and quickly turned the business into the center of political and social life for the prosperous town hosting exquisite balls and musical performances, as well as serving as the meeting site for some of America's most influential men. Multiple presidents visited the establishment over the years, including John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and James Monroe. Most noteworthy, however, were the appearances of George Washington for over two centuries, Gadsby's Tavern has hosted an annual celebration to honor the first president and fellow Virginian's birthday, a celebration that Washington himself attended twice. Yet in spite of the tavern's rich history and connection to America's forefathers, one of its most often told tales is that of the female stranger. A legend that purports that the spirit of an unknown woman still occupies the tavern after her tragic death in 1816. But as eerie as this haunting may be, the mystery surrounding the legend of this beautiful young woman is what has truly made this legend 
one of Old Town Alexandria's most infamous tales. My name is Brandon Schecksnyder, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. In the autumn of 1816, a mysterious man, accompanied by a lady, arrived at the port of Alexandria, Virginia. The young couple was described as attractive, and the man was said to be a charismatic Englishman. Unfortunately, his supposed wife was incredibly ill. What ailed her is now unknown, but due to the multitude of dangers inherent in sea travel, It was likely that she was struck by the illness during her voyage. Once in Alexandria, the gentleman rented a room at Gadsby's Tavern, and with the assistance of Mrs. John Wise and Mrs. James Stewart, he attempted to nurse the young woman back to health. At the man's behest, they kept to the utmost secrecy, hiding their identities with such vigor that when the woman's condition took a turn for the worse, and Dr. Samuel Richards was called to help. He was paid extra on the condition of anonymity. Yet nothing they did was able to save her. On October 14, 1816, the mysterious young woman died in room number eight of Gadsby's Tavern. In order to finance his wife's burial, the Englishman then borrowed a significant amount of money from a local merchant named Lawrence Hill. In exchange, he gave the man a note from the Bank of England and paid $1,500 for her to be laid to rest in the cemetery of St. Paul's Episcopal Church, a sum that today amounts to approximately $23,000. But then... Just as swiftly as he arrived in town, the man disappeared. Years passed in the mystery of the charismatic Englishman's identity, as well as his whereabouts, went unknown. But then one day, Lawrence Hill came face to face with him again as he was visiting Sing Sing Prison in New York. The Alexandria businessman discovered that the man was now in prison for forgery and was told that his name was Claremont. Hill said he was positive that this was in fact the man who he had loaned money to years prior and that in spite of his aging physical appearance and shaved head, the Englishman's memorable demeanor and slick charm had gone completely unchanged. Whether this version of the old Alexandrian legend is true or not is still up for debate. But one indisputable aspect 
of this mysterious tale are the words etched into the young woman's tombstone at St. Paul's Episcopal Church. To the memory of a female stranger whose mortal sufferings terminated on the 14th day of October, 1816, aged 23 years and eight months. This stone is placed here by her disconsolate husband in whose arms she sighed out her latest breath and who under God did his utmost even to soothe the cold, dead ear of death. How loved, how valued once avails thee, not to whom related or by whom a God. The final line of this inscription is a direct quote of the Bible's 43rd verse of Acts, chapter 10, and the second stanza was adapted from one of English writer Alexander Pope's most memorable works, Elegy to the Memory of an Unfortunate Lady. First published in 1717, the poem describes a woman who committed suicide as a result of heartbreak and was then buried in an unmarked grave in a foreign land. As can be expected from such a unique tombstone, the romantic tale of the female stranger has inspired generations upon generations of intrigue. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Y'all, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about one of my favorite nonprofit organizations here in Middle Tennessee. It's called Poster Nashville. Now, this organization supports people during times of housing or medical crises by providing compassionate, temporary care for their pets. That's right. Poster helps secure loving homes for beloved little furballs when their human companions are going through things that might otherwise cause them to have to give them up. But since Poster began back in 2020, they've been able to reunite nearly 250 pets with their loving pet parents after they were able to secure housing, keeping families together through tough times. Of course, y'all, I have to say from personal experience, it's been an awesome program to be around. My kids and I have been fortunate enough to hang out with some of the pups. And trust me, what Poster is doing through a devoted network of volunteers is absolutely heartwarming. So if you'd like to help, Poster is in the middle of their annual fundraiser right now, trying to hit a goal of $20,000. And it would mean the world to me if you'd consider helping us get there. All you got to do is visit southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. That's right, southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. For over a decade following the mysterious woman's death, the tragic story was passed on through oral history. 
Its first reference in newspapers came in 1834 when the Alexandria Gazette published a poem by Susan Rigby Dallam Morgan. The poem was titled The Stranger's Grave and outlined Morgan's experience visiting the gravesite as well as her wonderment concerning the underlying tale. Then, in 1836, the Philadelphia Saturday Courier exposed the legend of the female stranger to a national audience for the first time. The article mirrored the traditional telling of the legend, relating that the young couple were foreign and adding that the man was seemingly disingenuous. What made the article unique, though, was that the author's published name was Lucy Seymour, the pen name of Susan Rigby Dallam Morgan. 1848 saw the legend spread further throughout the country, as various newspapers from cities like New Orleans, Atlanta, and Chicago picked up the story following its inclusion in the August 22nd edition of the Baltimore Sun. It said, quote, Forty years ago, a beautiful young woman, accompanied by a gentleman, arrived from some part of the West Indies and put up at a house of entertainment where the city hotel now stands. By the 1880s, speculation as to the woman's identity had reached its peak. Some claim that the woman may have been a Napoleonic princess who fled her country out of fear over the political conditions in France. Another theory contends that she came to America in shame, hoping to hide that she was one of four orphan children who unknowingly married her brother years after they had been separated as children. On June 2, 1898, Washington, D.C.'s Evening Star added to the mystery, reporting that an elderly couple had recently visited the infamous grave to pay their respects. The aged woman claimed that the female stranger interred was a, quote, connection of hers, and that she was the wife of a British officer who had married her in opposition to the wishes of his family. The officer and his wife never returned to England, but he left Alexandria after the burial of his wife and went to France. The elderly couple promised that they would return with additional information. Unfortunately, they never did. But of the many theories, one has received the most attention. In September of 1886, an article by the name An Old Virginia Town was published in numerous newspapers across the country. In the article, author Frank George Carpenter contends that the woman in question is Theodosia Burr Alston, the daughter of former Vice President Aaron Burr. On December 31, 1812, Four years before the mysterious couple arrived in Alexandria, Alston left Georgetown, South Carolina, on a ship 
named Patriot, headed for New York. The schooner was known for its speed, and during the War of 1812, it had been commissioned as a privateer for the United States government. Following its service, the ship was refitted for civilian activities, and this trip was its first in this capacity. But tragically, after leaving port with Alston aboard, it was never seen again. No sign of the Patriot or anyone aboard has ever been recovered. Many have speculated that the ship was captured by pirates, fueling the possibility that Alston could have in fact survived and ended up in Alexandria years later. However, it is much more likely that this ship was merely caught in a vicious storm which had developed off the coast of South Carolina only days after their departure. Yet of all the proposed theories as to the identity of the female stranger, the most intriguing and fantastic comes from a book published in 1866 under the title History of Alexandria, including the narrative of John Trust. The Alexandria Gazette described this document as a quote, weird but clever and interesting little book expressing that it relied more on romantic language and intrigue than fact itself. The document contends that the female in question was an orphan woman named Blanche Forden, who was adopted and raised by John Trust and John Rowe after fleeing Paris from Martinique. Over time, a romantic relationship developed between Trust and the woman, but Rowe became jealous. So Roe purportedly cast a spell on the girl and whisked her off to America, marrying the woman while en route to their destination. The document continues with a tragic and romantic account that included a confrontation between the men who were revealed to be twin brothers. Of course, the historical accuracy of this account is dubious, but much like other speculation, it claims that the female stranger was buried anonymously to spare her the shame of the stigma of incest. While the legend of the female stranger has endured centuries due to the mystery inscribed on her tombstone, many also claim that her spirit remains as well. A multitude of purported sightings of the woman have come from passers-by of Gadsby's Tavern, all of which claim that her apparition has appeared through the window of room number eight, where her life tragically came to an end. Visitors to the tavern have also claimed encounters within the building itself. And just like those who have seen her from outside, they always describe her as appearing in antiquated clothing and holding a single lit candle.
L.B. Taylor Jr., author of over two dozen texts on Virginia ghost stories, wrote of such an encounter in his 2009 work, Haunted Virginia. The mysterious woman's most notable appearance came one evening a few years ago when a man said he saw her in the tavern ballroom. He followed her upstairs to what had been her bedroom, where she disappeared. It was dark, but in the corner of the room was a lit candle in a hurricane lamp. He picked it up and searched the premises, but found nothing. Then it dawned on him. What was a lit candle doing in a deserted room? He raced downstairs and got the tavern manager to go back up with him. When they got there, not only was the candle not lit, but the wick was still wet. The man who had witnessed the apparition felt the lamp. It burned his fingers. Taylor's account of the spirit of the female stranger is a common one. But in his book, Ghosts of Alexandria, author and journalist Michael Lee Pope described what he believes is the most chilling sighting. The most notorious ghost sightings happen during one of the balls that take place each year in the historic ballroom where George Washington once celebrated his last birthday in 1799. This was one of those events where people get dressed up as they did in Washington's day and eat all of Washington's favorite foods and Washington's favorite dances. Suddenly, one man saw a woman who looked a little out of place. She was wearing the kind of clothing that a woman might wear in the early 1800s, about the time the female stranger died in room number eight. As can be expected, others have also claimed to encounter her ghost in the cemetery where she was laid to rest. Today, the historic Gadsby's Tavern continues to not only serve as a restaurant, but is also operated as the Gadsby's Tavern Museum under the ownership of the city of Alexandria. After falling into disrepair early in the 20th century, the fate of the iconic building was in question, but numerous organizations have played a role in renovating the historic property, and as a result, it was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1975 and is now open for tours. Yet according to author Michael Lee Pope, these tours fail to mention the tragic events of 1816 that occurred in room number eight. And it is quite possibly for this reason that the mysterious woman's apparition continues to wander the halls of Gadsby's Tavern while her identity remains unknown after her death. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you've been listening 
to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth. Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.